Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody, it is time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 321, and I am your host, Michael Citro. I am the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. We are SB Nation's website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. Joining me is my co-host from Tallahassee, David Rowe. Dave, how you doing? Uh, and also, I would say Happy New Year, but as now, as we record this, it's the 10th of January. And as you know, after the 7th, we don't say that anymore. No, we don't. So um, I, w- I will simply say that I, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we are indeed in 2023 now, uh, which you know seems sci-fi to you and I, uh, given our age. But uh you know, it doesn't feel very sci-fi. Like there's no jet packs that are like everyday use. Cars don't fly. No, but, we were promised flying cars pretty early on. Yeah, like 1990s or so. And yeah, but when the self-driving Teslas are causing eight car pileups, maybe it's a good thing we're not flying around. Oh, well, given yeah the state of humanity and especially in this country, I think it's a very good thing. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's, we're not even going to go into, you know, actual traffic statistics, but if you add error into that, I think it's bad. Very bad. Okay. So it's episode 321 and Dave, the preseason has begun for your Lions of Orlando City Soccer Club. Yes, it has. We're very happy about that. 
We are. And we also got our preseason schedule. It has come out recently with, uh, I think, about six games. I'm not going to run through them all. You can go on the website and find them. But once again, only one of them open to the public. The, the club just continues to fumble the ball with opportunities to, to build some buzz and excitement, introduce folks to the new guys. I know, I know they have their reasons and they think they're good reasons, but other teams play more of these in front of their fans. And those teams, many of them have more fans coming to their games. I'm not saying they're related. I'm just saying it's possible they're related. And why turn down an opportunity to, to build excitement for the season when that's right there for you to do at, you know, minimal cost. Well, especially since, you know, this time of the year in Orlando is very pleasant for going and watching soccer. Now, like you said, the club has their thing. Sometimes the other team wants it closed. Sometimes it's more like a practice. It's not like a game. Mm -hmm. Who cares? I made this point last year, and honestly, I made it to Jared and his staff when I went and talked to them. I'm like, who cares? That's not the point. Mm -hmm. Let the people in. Let them let them see the guys. They will they will make it, you know, important for themselves. You know, they'll, they'll I guarantee if you let them in, nobody's going to be like, oh, they didn't play an actual game. No, of course not. It's preseason and we get it. But there's, there's no reason I can think of that they shouldn't do more. I'm not saying every game. Right. We get that. Yeah. But more than one. One was there to start to be more, and now there's less. Coincidentally, if you looked in the stands, there used to be more, and now there's less. And uh, look, not to toot you know our horn, but if we hadn't pointed it out last season, would there have even been one then? Would there have been one this year? I bet you the club would say yes, and Jared Dillon probably would say yes, but I mean, we'll never know, will we? <laughs> no, we won't, but. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's, it's disappointing. That is, that is for certain. Yes. This, this club got thousands of people to show up for a, a, a training practice, just a, a practice at the stadium. I'm not talking yeah. about a game. We're talking about practice, practice. Yeah. It, I, that was the, one of the better events that they had is that open practice where they came out. Coach said a few words with the microphone. They went through their paces, had a little training, got, you know, had a little run out. And then the fans got to come down and get autographs. And, and you can limit that to just season ticket members if you want. That's a nice perk to have. If you yeah. buy a season ticket, you know, you can get down and, and get a get a preseason jersey signed or whatever. You know, these are things that you can do to, you know, you want your fans to build not necessarily relationships with your players. That's the wrong word, but that you want them to be invested in them. And what better way than to say, Hey, I met that guy. He was really nice. He signed my poster or whatever. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing that builds a bond between a club and its fans and a club that quite frankly, just continues to not draw what it should be drawing here, especially because the last few years when the team has been better than it was in the beginning, it's not drawing as well. And I know part of that was, you know, the excitement of a new club and everything, but even, even the, the first year of the new stadium, you got that little bump, but then the second year of the stadium, it's kind of gone downhill since then a little bit. And, you know, sellouts are not the norm anymore. They are 
few and far between. And I'm just saying that's one way that you can build some excitement and also maybe sell a few more season tickets. If you know that you're going to go to a bunch of games anyway, and you can get down on the field and and get a, a signature from everybody on the team, or whatever, you know, at some special event before the season might be worth uh, ponying up for the, uh, the season ticket plan because you can make payments, you know, you don't have to in installments, you don't have to pay it all at once and that kind of thing. So I'm just saying that's not a bad thing to do. And this club just continues to, uh, I mean, to, to go back to office space, one of my favorite movies, they're wearing the minimum number of pieces of flair. Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, uh, we have, uh, we have opened up practices. Yes. But we really want you to express yourself with how many practices you open <laughs> up to, not just the minimum of one. Yeah. You can do the minimum, but you know, uh, we encourage more than the minimum. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the cool events they're not doing anymore. Like, I don't remember the last time they did uh, pros versus kids. That was an awesome event. Um, but um, I, I'm not going to harp too much on it. We we talked a lot about it last year. We didn't have to shame anyone this year into opening one game. But again, minimum number of pieces of flair uh, for Orlando City. But uh, they will start uh, preseason scrimmages on February 1st. They're going to get some training in. They're going to go over to IMG Academy for uh, five days or so, I think. And uh, and then we'll we'll start on some preseason games. Which who knows if media will be allowed in some of these? Um, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll do what they did last year. Have some of them in Kissimmee where they only let season ticket members in, um, and which, that'll be okay. Oh, but it's not as good as as having it in Exploria and just opening the doors. And and I do like that they're making it a charitable event again. That's good. It's always nice to to help out with the community. So uh, I will give them credit for that, but uh, it's again, it just feels like, and we don't really want to we'll begrudgingly. We'll open one. Yeah, and like you said, if it's a season ticket member uh, event type thing and limited to that, fine. My question is, if they were willing to do that, which they did last year, why didn't they mention that in the release this year? Mm, the the charitable thing. Season ticket member thing. Oh, the season ticket member. Uh, I don't know, but you know, again, that's maybe they just don't want people to know, <laughs> or maybe they haven't decided yet. It's yeah, I guess hard to say. I don't know, but it, it it it's a little bit disappointing. It's not it's not a deal breaker. We're not going to give up our love of the team. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Just disappointed. <laughs> exactly. And and who better than to point to point that out than two dads? Exactly. All right, uh, moving on. There's been some movement in the uh, the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you and I last spoke, we had a new left back added, the Lions signing Rafael Santos, uh, who came over from Cruzeiro, although he wasn't really playing for Cruzeiro. He was kind of in Serie Bay in uh, Brazil, not the uh, not with the Serie A team, but uh, that's where we got Juan. So the, the book on which he was a starter here for three years. So you can't argue with that. Santos's book is that he's a good crosser. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? Ooh, yeah. (laughs) And has, has good attacking instincts, which will be desperately needed now that Juan has moved on. And of course, hopefully he's also very good defensively so he can pick up where Joao Moutinho left off. Cause I think Joao's defense was a little underrated and, um, 
and, and I think, you know, that's a big loss. So I was always worried that Petrasa wouldn't be able to come in and fill those shoes yet. He's a young guy though, still. Uh, so Santos is the guy who's coming in to do this. Yeah. Um, weirdly now feeling a little, a uh, little left heavy um, <laughs> as far as the backs go and uh, feeling a little light there on the right. Um, yeah. The numbers you know. are there on the right, but they're, uh, they're, they're not the kind that make you feel good. I mean, we, we love Kyle Smith. You're, your Kyle Smith admiration is well documented on this program. It is. Uh, he's a great role player. He'll do anything he's asked to do. I don't think he's an MLS starter. And, uh, and then the other two guys you got are homegrowns that are pretty young. So if Mikey Hall- Halliday is ready to step in, great. Hope it works. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, I don't think Alex Freeman is quite there yet. No. Uh, look, I would love nothing better than for Halliday to have suddenly turned a corner that, that we didn't know about that the coaches have seen. And they're like, you know, the light bulb is going on. The physicality is suddenly, you know, popped up there. He's grown into his body, whatever. And he's ready. Awesome. I hope that that's the case. If they don't sign a more uh, veteran right back that we, you know, will be able to look at and know that is going to be like you say, MLS starter quality. Yeah. The good news is, though, more than one left-footed fullback <laughs> this year. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. <laughs> yes, there is, and one that evidently can make crosses. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even better. I'm for it. I like that. Uh, one thing we didn't mention in the in the preseason discussion is that everybody turned up, and according to the Orlando Health folks that were quoted in the media materials that were sent out run any injuries right now, which tells me uh, Gaston Gonzalez is ahead of schedule mm-hmm. uh, for a return. And, um, but there are a couple guys that aren't back yet from uh, they're having some visa issues or, or other issues. They're not in quite yet, but that's nothing abnormal that happens all the time. Pedro Galese is one of those. I think Roman Janssen isn't here yet. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to find out how Robin's doing considering that uh, surgery that he had would uh-huh. put him out till just about now at the earliest to maybe closer to February, um, you know, at the, at the far end of that uh, timetable for return. So hopefully Robin's ready to go for game one because uh, yeah, there's no new center back signings this off season. There are not, um, you know, once again, uh, I think you and I would have done, more uh <laughs> than, than we've seen not That's that we're right. complaining not why that aren't you hiring about, us orlando city <laughs> not that we're complaining about because they have luis muzi and ricardo Moreira, and they're yes. very good at their jobs that's why um we'll talk about where they could hire us later um but uh this is saying nothing about the quality of what they've done because the stuff that they've done has been good mm-hmm. we just want we want more we're greedy we're greedy. We are greedy. I'll say it. Yeah. More depth, please. This is yes. a team that's going to play 34 regular season games, going to be playing in Leagues Cup, going to be playing in the U.S. Open Cup. And oh, yeah, a little thing called the Champions League. Yeah. So there's a lot. And um, as much as we like uh, all of these guys, More. when you get 
More, yes, more. Because when you get past that first team, which is really good, other than maybe right back for the moment, there's not a ton there. Yeah. We, uh, we're just saying. We're not saying. We're just saying. Yeah. No, we're definitely saying. All right. So with, with someone coming in, of course, someone goes out. Of course. And the Lions have lost homegrown Benji Michelle who opted to sign with FC Arauca in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Benji. Benji was a good uh, energy guy off the bench. You, you need those guys. You need those energy guys off the bench. The biggest problem that Benji leaves in his wake is that if Erchankara can't go, you got Jack Lynn and you got two drafted rookies and that's it. Yeah, remember a minute ago when we were talking about uh, having to do more and there not being a lot of people behind the first team? That's the biggest example that we have is Mm -hmm. nobody behind Kara other than a guy that played on OCB last year, did well on OCB, but still OCB, and then two guys who have never played an MLS minute. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little scary at, at forward right now, the depth. And even if you think those guys are ready to go and they're going to contribute from day one, you can't possibly predict that because uh, I'm just gesturing wildly at all previous drafts in MLS history. Um, it, it just is a crapshoot and, and you never know which guys are going to be awesome and which guys are going to be okay and which guys are just going to go flaming out of the league. So it's uh it's it would behoove this team to go out and get a veteran striker to back up Kara who can spot start who's comfortable coming off the bench uh the name that jumped off the page to me uh from this offseason a guy the Sounders let go is Will Bruin I don't believe he's caught on with anybody yet Bru- Will Bruin would be a fantastic Tesho replacement I think Mm-hmm. Um, a guy like that. Plus he's been on a successful team. So he knows what that looks like. He's going to be professional. Uh, the Sounders don't keep guys around for a while unless they've been, um, you know, total pros and, and, and know their stuff. So uh, I think he, he would be the kind of guy that could come in and take care of business would not require a DP slot, wouldn't require an international slot. So, uh, he'd probably be fairly affordable. I think a guy like that, it, it doesn't have to be him specifically, but that would be perfect because then if one of these kids passes them, then they pass him. But if they don't, you know, then at least you're covered. Well, and speaking of those kids and, and not even as much about, you know, Lynn, but the other two, if, if for anybody out there that's going, well, Hey, you just remember Laren was really good. His first year and DK was really good. His first year. Yeah. But nobody saw that the hope was there, but Laren didn't start at first. DK didn't start at first. No. And they're outliers. You can't, it's like saying, uh, you know, I mean, that's like the people who are mad at Urchankara because he's he he didn't score twenty goals. Uh, you're you're comparing him to the highest of the high instead of the you know the, like an average DP striker that comes in doesn't get twenty to twenty five goals, but a few have, and that kind of spoils it for the ones that don't. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think Shaq Muhammad and, and Duncan McGuire. Uh, could both end up being very good players. But, I mean, you don't want to pin your hopes on a couple of rookies if something happens to Chankara. Yeah, that and somebody needs to get Duncan some uh, uh, sun uh, lotion, uh, some um, 
SPF 50 because he was looking a little rough out at practice the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sun sneaks up on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we do bid Benji a fond farewell. We enjoyed him. Indeed. Most, most successful homegrown to date for mm-hmm. Orlando City. And, and you know, I, I didn't love the... The statement in his goodbye was fine. I know what he meant, but he said something like, it sucks that I have to go, uh, but you know, I got to do what's best for my career. I agree with you. You got to do what you feel is best for your soccer career. Now, if you go over to Arauca and end up on the bench and buried and, and not getting minutes, I don't know if that's better for you, but uh, the part where I had, you know, it sucks that I have to go. You didn't have to. That was you, you knew what you were going to get coming back. You knew you were probably going to get a similar role. Uh, granted, you probably weren't getting a ton of money, but uh, let's not say you had to because you didn't have to. <laughs> it was a choice, and I understand the choice, and I don't disagree with the choice. Uh, the wording, though, just kind of went, uh, made me raise my eyes, eyebrows a little bit. I, I hear you. I think that's just, <laughs> I think it's just a guy that's not a writer. <laughs> And he was talking from the heart. And so I, I don't, I don't, I I get what you're saying. I don't begrudge him. And of course, like you say, we, we wish him well. So, uh, you know, I honestly, I hope he goes over there and kills it because one, we don't have to play him. And two people will then be like, Oh, well, I could go to Orlando and then I get to move on. Yeah. The, The more people that are successful in Europe that have come through here, the better it is for the club. It'll be seen as a, as a developer of talent that, uh, you know, some of the young players in, in South America or Europe would be willing to, to come and sign here and see what happens. So, uh, best of luck to Benji. We are personally, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss talking to him after games. Uh, he was, he's a great quote. He's, uh, you know, very personable, great personality, just very bubbly, uh, guy, you know, one of those, uh, really infectious smiles, uh, his, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to miss those goal celebrations. Not that he scored very often, which is kind of the problem, but, um, when he did score, whoo, it was fun. My only question is, do we, like, I feel like we, we don't even get to use the, uh, we got the dub anymore because he's not on the team and it won't be the same. I'm just going to have to get someone else to say it in a press conference. Yeah, you're the, yeah, because you got him to say it. So now uh, it's back. It's back on you, Michael. <laughs> I know it's going to be tough because it's, it takes someone with Benji's personality to to pivot like that and say something like that. Because um, as I recall, it was after a game where they won, but it wasn't a great performance, and they squeaked out a, a victory. And I asked him something about uh, how you know what you know what can you take away from this performance moving forward, and that's that's what he pivoted to is what I take my takeaway is we got a dub, <laughs> and uh, I think it takes a special mindset to come up with that rather than to give a, a very rote answer. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to work on this. Yeah. We'll get back to everybody. I'll just hand somebody a piece of paper with that on it. But the other problem too, Dave, is that increasingly there are fewer and fewer of these guys that actually speak English as a first language. That's true. I'm okay. If uh, it's in Espanol because it'll still be cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on to name us. El dub. (laughs) Is that how they pronounce? Is that how they abbreviate it over there? 
I don't know, but I mean, we got to keep the dub part. I think you have to ask your wife. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving on. The lions got their third uh, designated player since you and I last uh, had a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Martin Ojeda is signed as a third DP from Godoy Cruz. The Argentinian is, um, he looks like he's a guy who can play any of the midfield attacking positions. He can play in the middle. He's, he's left footed. So I believe now that puts three left footed attacking midfielders in the lineup with Gonzalez and Torres. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually not sure about Gonzalez. I have to look that up, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if, if he is the replacement in the starting 11 for Urso, let's just say that if that's the case and if Gonzalez slots in where Angulo ended the season as the starter, then what you've got there is a pretty good attack. You've got um, you still got Pereira back in the eight spot uh, as your box to box guy, which is not ideal defensively. But if you can control the ball enough, you don't really need to worry too too often about that. Um, I like it. the The one thing it does hurt you is is that Junior was pretty decent in the air, and. Uh, I don't know what Ojeda's hops are like, but he's, I believe, a little bit shorter than Junior. Yeah, I mean, look, we didn't expect Junior to leave. He did. We have mm-hmm. to deal with it. And, you know, we got a DP going in there. Uh, he's even going to be wearing the same 11 jersey. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to be too disappointed about it. Yes, there are, you know, things about Junior's game that he's, you know, he's different. And that's fine. Um, I'm, he, I'm, he brings different things to the table, mm-hmm. you know, a, as you were talking about having Mo be the, the box to box guy and, you know, but if you're keeping possession, my first thought was, all right, well, you know, Arahu can clean up most things. And then the other thing I was thinking was, well, if, if they change shape a little bit and, and, you know, you, you're not going to have the right back getting forward as much, you're going to have more defenders back, mm-hmm. uh, than we have before. So maybe, you know. Maybe that's part of the plan, but maybe it is. I can't wait to see what, what this team does this year. Cause they did look, we we've used the word unbalanced many times last year. That's what they looked like, that they just didn't quite have balance. So maybe this signing and, and by moving Juan onto DC United, maybe that provides that balance that is, is necessary. Yeah. Uh, so welcome Mr. Ojeda, Senor Ojeda. Welcome to Orlando. Welcome indeed. Uh, one of the good things about those those rookies is that Duncan McGuire uh, was named the Mac Herman Trophy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically college soccer's Heisman Trophy uh, as the best player. So Duncan McGuire coming to Orlando as the guy voted best player in college soccer last year. So that's a good thing. Well, that's a very good thing. And, you know, congrats to the young man. And uh, look... You know, we've we talked about, you know, how we'd like to get another striker behind. I would love nothing better than for him to come on and absolutely kill it and be the viable backup behind Kara. I think that would be the best thing that could possibly happen, especially for the money. Um, we're just we're saying don't count on it. Yeah. But but yeah, we, we want to see it. Yeah, we hope he and Shaq Muhammad are both fantastic. Yeah, like give us, uh, you know, too many to choose from. That would be great. Yeah, I, I'm not going to complain 
if all the $20 bills don't fit in my wallet. That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> like I have so many, they won't fit. It's a huge problem. Uh, no, I'm not complaining about that. It's a big issue. Congrats to Duncan. Uh, the Lions did some business just today, Dave, uh, picking up an international slot from Portland for $200,000 in general uh, general allocation of money. GAM, Garber Bucks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I imagine that is to become roster compliant. They, they don't have to be roster compliant until cut down day. Uh, but I, I didn't see this as a move to make another move, although it could be. I don't know where they are in terms of green cards because the club has at times told us when guys have gotten their green cards, but many other times they have not told us that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This was, there wasn't a lot of, you know, fanfare. I mean, yeah, it's, it's trading Garber bucks for an international slot. So there's no, you know, actual players getting moved or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's not a, like a signing, yeah. but, um, you know, still, you know, not much ado given. And, um, yeah, I, I think your assessment's probably right. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know what it means, but I know that it just doesn't seem like this, uh, front office signs a lot of guys who are already here. It's like, Let's see what's going on in Uruguay or Argentina or Brazil. You know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely a, uh, there's a that type of flair to this team, which, cool, yeah. I, awesome, no problems. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, but I, like, I was somebody asked me on Twitter earlier. You know, if this was, if this was a, a move that's coming or just to get roster compliant, I. I mean, I don't know how they were roster compliant last year with international slots. So uh, they <laughs> apparently must have figured it out. So, uh, yeah, I, it would be good. I'm going to, I'll ask like I always do, you know, if I can get some kind of clarification on who has green cards and who doesn't. So we'll see if, if we get, uh, get those answers this year. A lot of times I'll ask and they'll tell me and other times I'll ask and they say, I'll get back to you. And they don't get back to me. <laughs> I, I wonder if, if, uh, international spots, uh, as long as like we're close, if that's the one area where Don Garber is like, eh, okay, we'll let them slide. <laughs> they can't have any extra DPs. They can't have any extra this, but all right. Yeah. We won't knock you for the one extra international guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I doubt it. I think this is a team that has to be compliant to every letter of the law. Yes, I, I tend to agree with you that that you know we we spoke when the Wolves bought the the club that we we hope that that would uh, make uh, Daddy Garber uh, like us a little bit more, and it hasn't seemed to have worked so far. No, and why should it? Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a Garber thing. You wouldn't understand. No, we don't. Uh, all right, a couple other little things from around the soccer world, just to touch on. Um, we do want to extend our well wishes to former Orlando City captain Nani, who tore his ACL while playing for his Australian club, Melbourne Victory. Uh, that's a that's a tough injury at any age, and mm -hmm. of course Nani's not a spring chicken. Uh, so we hope Nani has a complete full recovery, and um, if he chooses to do so, certainly has has earned the right to retire. But if he chooses to continue to play, we hope that he can get back to where. He was pre-injury. Yes, absolutely. It uh, that was heart wrenching to see, especially the pictures of you know him on the ground after the injury. But um, yeah, best wishes to Nani on his recovery. Yeah, uh, former Lion Sasha Question has retired from professional soccer after a 17-year career, 99 career MLS assists. Uh, 
Uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. And he is uh, he is hanging up the boots and will not play for the Galaxy this year. And uh, you'll hear from Sasha because he's been hired to be an analyst for Apple TV coverage of Major League Soccer. Good for him. Um, I haven't seen a picture of Sasha lately. Does he still have the mustache? Yes, he still has the mustache. Good. If he gets rid of that, if Apple TV gets rid of, makes him get rid of the mustache, I will be incredibly upset. So if they're listening and I know they are, look, the stash is half of the presentation, man. <laughs> just bring so, back the mullet. Yeah. I mean, just look, it's let been the years man since we've had the mullet. <laughs> now nah, there's a bunch of 16 year olds out there wearing it, but uh, look, let, let, let the question have the mat of the, have the stash on the Apple TV. And I will enjoy watching him. I'll actually keep the sound up if he's discovering the match. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to talk about is that Dom Dwyer has left Atlanta United. He said his goodbye on social media. So he is a guy who, um, you know, he had that last year in Orlando that was tough, had massive case of the yips. Um, was pressing, was not scoring sitters. Uh, a lot of people took to not liking him anymore and because he got paid a lot of money. And of course, it's all on those fans. Those fans were paying for his salary, obviously, not the team. No. Um, I, I, I know. they Guys that make a lot of money, usually fans get angry when they don't perform well. Um, you know, that just means you've got a team to pay you a lot of money. It didn't necessarily mean that you're worth it or not. I think you're worth whatever you get your employer to pay you. I'm sure that if somebody paid me to be a mechanic, I'm, I'm not a very good mechanic, but that's not my fault if they're willing to pay me money to become a mechanic. That's true. And and look, you know, if, if the deal, uh, you know, give it up for his agent. If the deal that is made uh, doesn't include um, benchmarks for hitting certain, you know, goals, assists, et cetera, uh, you know, where he then gets paid, on that basis, if he's just getting uh, a straight up, you know, compensation package delivered, then uh, once again, that's uh, he good job on, on his part for getting a good agent. Yeah. Dom's um, the thing that I, I always thought was he never looked like he was coasting though. He always looked like he was trying. Oh yeah. Looked like he was, you know, just here to retire. Uh, he didn't do very well in Toronto, but when he got to Atlanta, he kind of turned things around a little bit and he wasn't getting paid a lot of money and he was a backup there. And he looked like he's now resigned to, or, or not resigned, but he's accepted that role and he embraced it even um, coming off the bench for Atlanta. And it was pretty effective coming off the bench. And, and it's got to be a terrifying guy to try to defend. I know I was terrified when we played Orlando, when we played Atlanta, when Orlando city yeah. did. And he came off the bench. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, he he did put that amazing shot on target that got Galese his save of the year. Yeah, Uh, exactly. That's the kind of goal that probably three, maybe goalkeepers in the league make that save. Yeah, usually that's going in. So, uh, all right. Answer me a couple questions here. Uh, Dom plays striker. Yes. Yeah. You you see where I'm going with this. Uh, Um, Dom has gone from Atlanta. Does he require a, uh, a doesn't uh, international need a green spot? Card doesn't he's got a green card? Doesn't need it? No, he's he's a U.S. national. In fact, he's a U.S. international. Okay, <laughs> he's all right. Played for the U.S. Uh, no, he's a veteran. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Knows the league. Has accepted a backup role 
and can score goals. Um, maybe not a bad idea to take a flyer on Dom for, you know, 90 K hundred K for a backup striker. That's pretty good business. And, you know, bake some, some incentives into that so that if he reaches certain metrics, you know, he can get a little bit more and uh, keep him hungry. And maybe he comes here and redeems himself. Yeah, that, uh, that's a, uh, that's an intriguing idea, sir. Washes the stink of Atlanta off of him. Exactly. Um, which, which you want that for all players rides off into the sunset with MLS cup, wearing a purple Jersey with a lion emblem on it and leaves a folk hero. And all is well with the world. I like it. It's, it's a story begging to be written and it can be. Yeah. For uh, not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Luis has already been in touch with Dom's agent. I'm sure. Cause he's a, he's a smart guy that Luis Muzi. He is a smart guy. We he, sing uh, his, what are you thinking for salary? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, is it the best idea? I'd rather have somebody that's tall, but you know, uh, because there's, there's just, this team just absolutely gets bullied in the air by teams with, with tall defenders, but, um, uh, they could do worse. Let's put it that way. They could do worse with the backup striker position, uh, than bring a Dom off the bench. They absolutely could. Yeah. He seemed to have found his form. He seemed to make peace with the fact that his, his star, uh, turn is over and now he's a role player. And, uh, and that's good. As long as he can make nice in the locker room and not create problems. Hey, I'm all for it. Look, and he, you know, he knows the area obviously. And, and not that this should, or does have any impact, you know, uh, impact on it, but his ex-wife is no longer in town. Um, mm -hmm. so there's, there's that positive for him. I know I don't like to be in the area with my ex-wife. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> All right. We've got some pride stuff to talk about, Dave. We've got our mailbag box to get to. We're going to get to all of that right after this. Dave, we are back and it's time to talk about the Orlando pride. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's start with a trade. Uh, Multifaceted trade. The pride have traded uh, out of the number two overall slot uh, for $350,000 in allocation money. The Smaug hoard of gold has grown by $350,000 in allocation money. Mm -hmm. So the pride have a number two, had a number two pick and a number three pick. And now they are just going to have the number two pick in a, a draft or three pick three pick. Yeah. They, they just, this is a, a, a draft with a couple of really, it looks like special players at the top. It could have had two of those players, but why do that when you can have more allocation money that you're not using? What there, if, and go with me here. <laughs> if you were going to use a ton of allocation money to get maybe one of the best players uh, in the world and certainly in the league, like a, uh, a Dabina that would want to come here and play with Marta, that would be a good use of allocation money, don't you think? 
Yeah, it would, but I, I believe they had plenty to make that signing happen before the three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, I I think they're sitting on somewhere around a mill of allocation money. That's insane. I, I I'd have to go back and look at all the transactions again, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's quite a bit, and they could have signed Dabinia, but instead did not. Uh, because Dabinia has signed with Kansas City Current, and that would have just made too much sense to get um, a really special player in here that could turn a a team that, uh, let's face it, did not have the greatest roster in the league and still made a a very strong run at a playoff position with six weeks to go in the in the season. A player like Dabinia could have turned some of those draws into wins, and then when the six game winless streak to end the season came and some of those games were very close Dabinia could have avoided helped you avoid loss in some of those games so that is a a player who can take even a team like last year's pride team and now you're talking about maybe having a healthy Marta alongside her I think that that gives you a chance to make the playoffs so now I'm looking at a team that doesn't have Dabinia and I see a very aggressive Kansas City current offseason. It's going to make them. Uh, I already look at. I've already compared rosters and went, yeah, not not as good as Kansas City's. Uh, and and really looking around the league, I don't know what Gotham's going to end up putting on the field in the end. But I, I'm again, I'm not liking the matchups. If you go position by position with the pride against almost any NWSL team at this point. Yeah. No. Uh, one quick note on on KC. With the addition of Davina, I mean, they were already, like you said, making some pretty aggressive and very good offseason moves. With that signing, they became a potential favorite to win the entire thing next year. They will certainly be in the running, I think, all throughout the 2023 season. Uh, I, there's still no executive vice president slash GM in place. Uh, Why would there be? As you and I record this on Tuesday night, two days before the NWSL draft, uh, more than a month has gone by without hiring anyone for that position. So um, presumably they have scouting. Um, presumably someone's making the decisions on personnel in there. I guess it has to be Seb because I don't know who else is making it. Uh, it yeah, it has to be, right? I mean, they didn't ask us. They did not ask us, and they clearly have ignored everything we've said to this point. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> I uh, even I'll tell you, I even added them the other day on Twitter, and I got nothing back. It's a little aggravating uh, to sort of follow and support a franchise that doesn't seem to have a clear direction. And every time you just about think they have a clear direction, it changes. I. I I kind of, I feel bad for Ian Fleming. Would Ian yeah. Fleming have, if, if you said, look, we're going to go on a search. We're going to try to bring in somebody here who can be that EVP slash GM. We see you as GM material. We don't necessarily see you as EVP material. Would Ian have continued on? Probably until he found something else. Probably. Which he hasn't. No. Cause... And then at least you have him around for that. And maybe he wouldn't want to. I, obviously, you know, you, if, you know, they're, your ego can play a role. You, you know, you might just say, you know, let's just make a clean break, whatever. But to have no one in that role is it's tough. 
And, and now you got the draft on Thursday. The Pride have a lot of picks, one fewer than they did, but still a lot of picks. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm a crazy person, Dave, but just go with me on this. If you have a team that you're trying to build into a contender uh-huh. and you have two extremely high picks and you know that there's some great players in this draft, why would you trade one of those picks away? Um, you like allocation money better than winning. I mean, when nuclear winter comes, can they set the allocation money on fire and for warmth? Yeah, probably technically. Sure. And, and you would certainly wouldn't want to burn a player, you know, for warmth. <laughs> so I guess in that respect, it is more humane to have the allocation money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if we're playing devil's advocate here. So the pride are set for nuclear winter. Right. But barring that. Yeah. Barring that, not so great. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and, and I, I don't know if they know what they're doing. I think that's a fairly common refrain from based on the comments that we're getting, that I'm getting, uh, you know, direct messages I'm getting, texts. Yep. What are they doing? Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. And, and it doesn't seem like either they're the fact that they don't have somebody in place in that GM role right now tells me they're either not offering enough money or they're having trouble identifying somebody that fits what they're looking for. I can't imagine in this much time, they haven't found at least one or two candidates that fit the bill of what they're looking for. So are they, are they lowballing this? The Wilfs have said they want a successful pride and lions team. I want to see it. Show me. Don't yeah. tell me you want a, a successful pride team. Show me you want the pride to be successful. Invest in it. Look, you know, they, they let Ian Fleming go. Okay. It's at this point, I'm not going to say bordering on criminal. It is criminal that they do not have somebody in place with the draft as this podcast drops in one day. So even if they were to make an announcement, when this podcast drops, that person is not going to have enough time to come in and really have an impact on that draft. So this draft is a total crapshoot at this point because, you know, Seb will make the decisions, but then, you know, you do get that person in and this is not the type of players they want. What happened to that draft? Well, now it's a waste of draft. Um, you're sitting on, like you said, nearly a mill in allocation money that you what are you going to do with it? Without direction, you're not going to go buy players because you don't know who you need to buy. So what what is going on here? And if you didn't, if you were having trouble hiring, we've said before, you could have done a short term, say month and a half contract with Michael and I to come down there <laughs> and yeah. d- done, you know, done all this for you while you were doing that search. And we would have been a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, our consultancy fees are not astronomical. No, we're not unreasonable. Uh, no, and I'm willing to watch a ton of film, believe me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we look, we're not afraid to put the work in. Absolutely. All right, so you're right. It, it's, it's criminally negligent what this team has been. Uh, I have watched this entire offseason. Other teams signed players that went, oh, that would have been a good player. I would have liked to have had her on the pride. Uh, I don't know how many times I have thought that seeing a sign, somebody sign with Angel City or Houston or Kansas City or whoever, yep. uh, Gotham. I mean, 
where are the signings? Where are they? I, I well, I, I kind of just told you. <laughs> I don't think I think they're I think they're they're stuck in limbo and they don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't I don't if Seb has to do all this himself, I, I don't get I mean he hasn't even hired his assistant coaches yet. Yeah. I mean, we can probably assume that you know Giles is in there, you know, helping him as his as his good buddy, but other than that, and I and I can't even say that for certain, yeah. but other than that, yeah, I mean, he's sitting is Seb just sitting in an office someplace by himself, you know, occasionally poking his head out the door going, uh, hey, is uh anybody else around here? Could somebody at least get me a water? Right. I mean, what's going on? That's not what Seb sounds like. He's he's got a British accent. He does have a British accent. And he's a lovely, lovely man who he's, we adore. He's great. I love Seb. Um but seriously, just, if he's by himself, what the heck? I don't know. I, I don't know that he he can't be making enough money to be putting up with this and and to having having this this issue. He's not supposed to be the player personnel person. And even if someone else has taken on those responsibilities, somebody in the scouting department, I don't know. But what's it? Nothing's getting done. There's there's nobody getting signed. The season's coming up. Uh, you've still got unsigned players that have that have contract offers. You have other free agents like Maggie Darty Howard that hasn't signed anywhere yet. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get what this team is doing. I don't I don't see a clear pattern of understanding the problems and addressing them and it's uh it's very disconcerting the draft is thursday the 12th the pride have the following picks in the draft number three overall number 21 which is in the second round uh number 25 and 29 and 34 all in the third round and number 39 and 41 in the fourth round now the third and fourth round you can and the pride have gotten some useful players out of those rounds no stars um but you might get another danny weatherholt or something out of there sure. um you they, this team has to hit that number three has to be a home run they can't run off to uh, mexico to play yeah, uh, no. you have to hit on that and it has to be a, it has to be a, an outstanding player that can come in and make an immediate impact and i would say one of those two sec uh, that second rounder probably has to come in and be able to get minutes this year and you probably have to hit on one of those third rounders as somebody that comes in and gets minutes. Uh, but I don't understand trading the number two unless that was to line up another deal. And that deal hasn't happened yet if it's going to happen. So uh, I don't like it because there are, are some really good players, a really good defender that they could take. There's also a uh, Mac Herman trophy winner on the women's side, Michelle Cooper. Yep. Uh, one of those two is going to be gone. Uh, probably by the time they pick, but if they had kept the second pick, they could have had both. Potentially could have had both. Exactly. <sighs> no, definitely would have, because we know who, why angel city did their deal. So yeah, uh, angel city did their deal to get Alyssa Thompson and that right. has happened. So uh, there's no mystery over the first pick. Those two players would have been available. And uh, now they're only going to get one of them. Both of them could have been day one starters. And at this point, I'm not even assuming that the pride will pick one of those two. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't know why. Um, like I said, I just don't know why you trade that out of that spot to get allocation money, unless that allocation money is signed, sealed, signed, signed. Ah, I can't talk. Signing and sealing and delivering 
a top-notch player from somewhere else. Now, we we may not know who that is for a while, but maybe there's a deal in place. We we can only hope. The, the one thing is that the Dabinia thing was that Dabinia announced that she was leaving the Courage. Uh, and then, and like within the hour, Ian Fleming had tweeted, oh, I wonder if uh, the thing that I worked on uh, while I was with the Pride is going to happen. Right. So it definitely made it seem like it was Dabinia. And, you know, I've heard some rumblings. I haven't heard anything concrete that I can report on, but I've heard some rumblings that that Orlando was definitely in on the Dabinia discussions and may have even offered more than Kansas City to get her. But it, you look at this organization right now, no GM, um, some questionable talent on the roster that has not been addressed this offseason yet. It's It would be hard to blame Dabinia for taking a little less money to go somewhere else. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. And it, that was that was the straw that broke my camel's back was, you know, I saw that deal and giving up the number two pick and I'm sitting out there with, you know, Ian's tweet and just, you know, my own kind of looking at everything going, all right, all right, Dabinia, if we get Dabinia, I will forgive them all of this and, and a whole bunch more and then build a roster around her and she'll want to come here and play with Marta, blah, 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 blah. And so I, I was, I had that little, like lit matchstick of hope uh <laughs> that i was clinging to mm-hmm. and then when the news dropped that she signed with kc you know somebody came and just blew that matchstick out and and i was i was as upset as i've been in regard to stuff with this club both men's and women's side as i've been with anything in the time that i've been covering the club because it was monumentally, it, it, it spoke to how monumentally broken that side of the club is at the moment. And, and, and look, I, I mean, I'm a generally positive person. I mean, you know that you are, yeah. And I generally look for the good, and and you know, I'm, you know, I'll take a critical eye and go, well, yeah, okay, yeah, it sucked that we lost, but this was good, and whatever. It, it, I was. Man, me and and Luis, our former colleague, and I were were chatting uh, through through Twitter, and and both of us just ah, uh, I mean, it, it deflated me. It absolutely deflated me the other yeah. day. I know a lot of women's soccer writers that were, you know, we have a a chat room going, and and a lot of them were convinced Dabinia was coming uh, to Orlando, and and that's now that's not happening. It turns out that light at the end of the tunnel had a train attached to it. Uh, and it, it, it hit us, it hit us full speed. Uh, this is, this is a bad blow for the team. If they indeed went after Dabinia, couldn't land her because of everything else that's going on. Uh, you just, you have to take care of your house. And even if you're, even if you have a plan going forward, it doesn't matter how well you articulate it. You have to show that you have the plan and that's not being shown right now. There's, there's not been anything this off season that tells me, yeah, this team knows what it's doing. Not even rumor of anything. No, uh, they've re-signed a couple players and that's it. Um, by the way, uh, c- uh, congratulations to Aaron McLeod and Gunny Yon's daughter, uh, who tied the knot. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. And you know, look, I love Gunny and, and, and Aaron, I mean, they're good players for this team. I mean, I, I sometimes last season, I felt Gunny was like holding it together, like just by force of will, um, you know, on the field, mm-hmm. but you know, 
So yes, uh, see, this is how upset I am. I can't even get into a good headspace to be like, yes, congratulations. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. This is a tough team to root for. Uh, everything since 2017 has been just a steady uh, free fall. And, and it, I don't think it bottomed out yet. I, I just don't, I don't see where they're going to go from here. Uh, again, no GM for this draft, even if they hit on the players they need to hit on, um, you know, Seb has only coached a few games as a professional. He doesn't have a staff in place yet. I don't know. If it, I mean, it, it kind of gives you the impression that Seb was hired because he's there. Um, right. Now, I understand he went on that seven game. He took that team on a seven game unbeaten streak. I get it. He also took that team on a six game winless streak to end the season. It's the same guy. So what did he do to earn this job? Um, how it makes you wonder how wide the search was, doesn't it? it no, it absolutely does. And I, I think we even spoke to it at the time, you know, we were happy for him, but we were kind of like, uh, okay. Um, you know, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. I don't hate the hire. I don't, I don't want to reiterate that. I, again, I like Seb and yes, for a while last year, just Seb's pure, sheer will and positivity was keeping this team going. I was going to get a tattoo if they had kept it going. That's true. Um, but that can only happen for so long. And this team has tanked the end of every single season except 2017. So it, the team clearly at the end of the year, it, it just, it, it's had enough. It just, it just craters at the end of the year. How do you keep that from happening is you, you put a good quality team together and you go out and you have a good season and, and they they got off to a, a probably a as good a start as you would have maybe hoped for not not in counting the challenge cup which was not good but then even under amanda cromwell they kind of started off okay-ish and uh, then once the the transition took place uh, and they lost a couple more games then they they finally went on that winning streak to get back into contention but then it all it, it all fell apart. But even when they were winning and drawing those games, and let's let's face it, it was seven games without a loss. But there were more draws than wins, and uh, and a lot of those were we mentioned because the other team missed goals that maybe they should have gotten. Yeah, I mean, I can remember seeing players like Mal Pugh missing the net when like Alex oh, Morgan. Yeah, like thank thank you for missing. Thank you for hitting the crossbar. Um, they were getting great opportunities. You're looking at the box score at halftime going, oh, they're out shooting us 15 to two or 15 to one or 14 to nothing. And you're like, whew, yeah, we're in it, but uh, should we be? Um, yeah. And again, the roster needs to be improved. I I love the re-signing of Via Corta. Uh, I'm okay. I'm kind of ambivalent about the McLeod uh, re-signing. I know that she's, She's made some big saves. I, I don't know that she's in the upper echelon in the top half of keepers in this league. And this team right now has enough allocation money and should have the ambition with uh, with everything the Wilfs have said to go out and get the best players they can get. And I think that I've made it clear that I th the talent level could be higher. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, and, and again, all I do is I just I just look at the lineup compared to the other lineups in the league and I say which player would I rather have on the team? And most of the time that player is on the other team. 
I, I'm sitting here head in hand. Mm-hmm. L- quite literally. literally. Yeah. yeah, it literally was because <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so, so incredibly frustrating. All right. Well, here's the positive that we're going to end on. All right. What do you got? The draft is Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a bunch of new players. Or <laughs> the imaginary GM at the Pride is maybe going to package some of those and get, you know, get somebody good from another team. Yeah. Whoever that is. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the player. I mean, the person making that decision. Yeah. Now I will say this too. It's the draft pick that they also got a draft pick in that trade when they traded the number two overall pick. And it's a, it's a first rounder for next year, but who's to say it's going to be as high as two again. Right. I mean, <laughs> it Maybe it is, but again, that's, one year further down the down the line, there there are two. I believe two uh, players they could have had at two and three that both would have been immediate starters in this lineup. Mm-hmm. And you know what the good thing about getting a new starter is and not losing any players is that the players who started last year are now your backups, and so you have depth. And I like depth. What is this thing that you call depth? I don't know. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. It's it's not something we're familiar with. Uh, no. But anyway, that's enough ranting. Um, we'll come back next week. We'll talk about the Pride's draft selections. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about between now and next week. And we might even have a special guest to talk about the draft with. Uh, I hope that this ranting we've done doesn't sour that. But <laughs> I don't see why it would. Because we no. have, uh, we have, again, we're we are supporters of the team. We just want the team to do well. And we just want to see evidence that the team knows what it's doing. And maybe they do behind closed doors, but we're, it's just not being translated out to the public. It's not, it's not being shown. And that gets shown with the moves you make. And right now, the only move that we have to look at is a couple players got re-signed and a very high draft pick. that could have gone for Michelle Cooper, maybe. And maybe they'll still get Michelle Cooper um, is is traded for allocation money. And we just see the allocation money continue to pour in and we don't see it going anywhere. So this is what you're looking at. And you're thinking this team has assets to improve. When's the improvement happening? I mean, I get that, you know, inflation is high right now, but uh, I, you know, with that much money, I, I still think you gotta, you gotta spend some. Yeah, and and I think that this team has a lot to offer uh, free agents and a lot to offer players that they recruit. I think that the training facility is very good. Uh, just a few years ago, that was an MLS training facility. Not only that, but uh, look, you you're pretty much guaranteed playing time. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's that's probably true. So, um, yeah, I, I'm as ever. I will go into the season hopeful. Uh, but I'd be a lot more hopeful if they make some moves uh, between now and opening day. And I would love to hear some news. This this team has traditionally, since the beginning, really, uh, other than year one when they were assembling the club, it's like, oh, it's three weeks before the season. Now we're signing eight pe- people. You know, right. now we're naming uh, assistant coaches. It, it all just seems to come out right before the season and and. And I don't know. If, I would say that that maybe that's something that just happens in the NWSL. If I didn't see it differently happening around the league, 
Right. Yeah, it only seems to happen with us. And amazingly, I think you're uh you have more hope right now than I do. Maybe. I as it stands right now, if Seb wins five games, he should be NWSL coach of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot that can change between now and opening day. No, there's a lot that better change. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying there's a lot more room to go up than down at this moment. Uh, I'd agree with that. It, and I'm not one of those people that, that, that will say uh, it can't get any worse because I know it can always get worse. Uh, and I already thought a couple of ways, but I'm not going to speak it into existence. <laughs> no. So it could, it can always get worse, but there's a lot more room to go up than there is to go down. So, uh, so we, we wish the pride. Well, this Thursday night, I hope Seb gets all the groceries that he, uh, he can use to make a, a fantastic meal this season. Uh, look, I'm saying that, uh, at this point, best player on the board, that should be the pick. Yeah. Because I, I think outside of forward midfield defense and goalkeeping, I think they're probably set. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, we got to talk about something else. Yes. Yes, we do. So toward that end, uh, would you be interested in doing a little bit of mailbag box? I love the mailbag box. Well, it's a good thing you do because that's all we got left to talk about tonight. The mailbag box, you can ask us anything in two different ways. One is to email us at themainland at gmail.com. And the other way is to uh, hit us up on Twitter at the mainland is our Twitter handle and use the hashtag AskTMLPC. Make sure you put all of that in there so we can find your uh, your question. We yeah, that's how I lot. search it. A lot of people add us, <laughs> and uh, it's usually not a good thing, but sometimes it is. Yeah, um, but those are the two ways that you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be soccer related. It doesn't have to be Orlando City related. If it is soccer, uh, so just uh, just ask us because that's what we're here for. We're here to talk to you. We'll give you an answer. We will do that. In fact, uh, all right. Let's get to the Gmail portion first. And I think the only one we've had since our last show in the emails. I don't know where David Victor is, quite honestly. Uh, is Samuel Atkinson. Hey. Samuel Atkinson says, uh, he wrote this back on uh, December 27th, the night we last recorded, but he didn't send it in until almost 8.30 our time, at which time we were probably uh, just about wrapping up our recording. So Samuel wants to know, he says, uh, Hamadi dupe, do you, Diop? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, and I'm tongue tied tonight. It was the first pick in the uh, draft this year. Wasn't he part of the Orlando city Academy when he was at Montverde? He played a, in a preseason game during the Orlando city invitational. How do we not get him as homegrown? Uh, well, Samuel, thanks for the question. The answer is quite simple. Uh, just because someone was at Montverde doesn't necessarily mean they were an academy player for the required minimum of uh, time necessary to qualify as a homegrown. And it's also possible that he didn't want to be classified as a homegrown. That has happened in the past before as well. So there's there's a couple of ways that that could happen. And, um, you know, it, at the end of the day, I'm pretty happy with, uh, with what Orlando City did in the draft. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And, uh, you know, the only thing I'll add would be the uh, tinfoil hat version where uh, Don Garber made it so that it wouldn't happen. 
Yeah, I, I'm. I again, I don't. I don't have a lot that I can divulge in terms of of concrete um, concrete information about this. I, I just know that when Orlando City was annually doing something different with its academy every year, yeah, uh, it didn't end up on the best of terms with Montverde. So, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily that there's bad blood between the club and Montverde because I, I don't know that to be true for a fact, but I do know that the relationship's a little complicated. I, I think if you were on Facebook and you and you looked at Orlando City, <laughs> it would say that the relationship was complicated. Nice. That is a uh, almost dated uh, reference at this point. I don't know that any of the listeners are even on Facebook. But, and I am right. also dated. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for the question, Samuel. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, I would just uh, enjoy Shaq Muhammad and uh, and uh, Duncan McGuire and and the rest of the guys that uh, Orlando City drafted. And and you know, uh, if Diop has a great uh, career, then so be it. Exactly. Is that it in the mailbag? Or that's the, it for the, uh, the Gmail. Gmail? Yes, yes. I don't All see right. anything else in here. David Victor, let us know you're okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how your uh, your holidays were and all that. All right. Uh, swapping on over to the Twitters, um, we've got a couple. Uh, Joseph Angel says, uh, when, how did y'all originally take an interest in soccer? And then the follow-up, how did you become attached to Orlando City slash MLS? So the question was, when, how, y'all? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's 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 y'all. I I no okay. edit, no editorializing here. Okay. Uh I became an Orlando City fan. Is it, is it soccer and Orlando City? Yeah, soccer to start with and then Orlando City. All right. Well, I've always been a bit of a soccer fan. I wasn't like a rabbit or anything, but I remember my grandfather took me to see the New York Cosmos back in the 70s because he wanted me to see Pele before he stopped playing. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to make sure that happened. So I went to the Meadowlands and I saw, I believe they played the San Diego soccers that day. I don't remember how old I was. It was, you know, pre preteens, um, 10, 11, 12. Um, and yeah, it, it was a blowout. The cosmos blew them off the field and I had a good time. Um, but I didn't really, I didn't really watch a lot of soccer. Um, I played some as a kid in some leagues and, and then uh, really my love for soccer kind of rekindled a little bit when MLS came along because in 96, I had graduated college and that was the first year the crew started playing in Columbus where I was going to college. Uh, so I didn't really ever get to make it to a game when they were playing in Ohio stadium at, on the campus of the Ohio state university. But uh, I kind of always followed them from afar. But then when my daughter started playing and I wanted to get more involved with that and, and be able to help her, I started watching all the soccer I could watch. And I watched, uh, I think the Fox soccer channel was on my yeah, system at think. that time. Goal TV was on. Um, and there was another station also that played and I was watching everything I could get my hands on. I was watching soccer in Ecuador and Peru and Colombia and Argentina and Brazil. And then I would also be watching EPL games and all of that. And I, I took an interest in, um, in Manchester United and 
and started watching them every week. And I sort of found teams along the way that I started to gravitate toward. And then when Orlando city came here, I always meant to get over to a game, but it took me like half the year to get over and see a game. The first year that the team was in USL and the game finally that, that I couldn't ignore anymore. And, and finally made me say, okay, I have to go was the friendly against Newcastle. And when Orlando city beat Newcastle in a friendly, uh, at the citrus bowl, uh, so I've been hooked ever since then. All right. Um, I actually knew most of that about you, but I'm I'm glad that we get to share that again. And I'm sure you know most of mine. But anyway, for me and our, and, and R.I.P. Pele, who has passed away since you and I last. Uh, oh, spoke. yes, absolutely the the greatest as far as I'm concerned. And I know that you know Messi recently. Blah, Everybody blah, blah. thinks of Messi as the goat, but uh, no three World Cup titles and and I mean Pele. It, it's hard to compare players. in three different decades. Yeah. To compare players from different uh, eras is a fool's errand. So I can't say that Pele is better than Messi, but I certainly can't say Messi is better than Pele. Exactly. All right. Uh, as far as me, um, like most uh, American kids, I played, you know, rec soccer growing up. And I did that until I was 13 when on my way to soccer practice, I broke my arm when I wrecked my bike. It has nothing to Ouch. do with why. I, yeah, no, that's yeah. Didn't play the rest of that year, obviously. Um, but uh, I don't need arms in soccer, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but you know that wasn't that wasn't it. I mean, my my dad uh, was stationed in the Air Force in England, and before I was born, and so he became a soccer fan, and uh, he was a Liverpool fan because he was over there in the late sixties, and they were one of the one of the very very good teams, and he also liked Ipswich Town because um, he was actually stationed you know near there uh so uh, i grew up with him you know talking to me about it and so just like um so many you know people in europe i follow the team i follow in the epl because of who my father followed so and my sons you know do the same um and that's a that's a the traditional way of coming by it um but anyway um so yeah, uh, followed it ever since then. Uh, when I went to England myself, um, I, I root for Nottingham Forest because I did study abroad in in Nottingham, so they're kind of like my my secondary team over there. But um, uh, I've loved it ever since. Um, as far as Orlando City, um, I was at some point. <laughs> I think it was probably, uh, it would have been back in, in 2015 and, and, you know, the EPL would have been winding down and I was like, I want to keep watching soccer. And I didn't have an MLS team and I'm sitting up here in Tallahassee and I'm like, well, gosh, what are the, what are the closest teams? You know, I grew up in Maryland to, you know, I could, I could do DC United or, you know, I guess, you know, FC Dallas is, you know, nobody was really close and it was right, literally right then that, um, Orlando city made the jump to MLS. And I was like, perfect. That will be my team. They'll be my, you know, relatively local team. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I immediately did then was, okay, well, I need to learn about my team. So I get online and I start reading. And one of the sites that I start reading is the mainland. And I was a English major in college and, you know, I like to write and whatnot. And there's this little, uh, uh, article that's still up there that says, Hey, would you like to write for the mainland? And I was like, that sounds cool. That would be a really good way to 
kind of immerse myself and get involved with this club and, and learn some more and all that. So I did. And here we are seven freaking years later, <laughs> <laughs> still writing for the mainland with, and, uh, and doing a podcast with my friend, Michael, um, for over five years now. Um, and it's, it's been great. Um, it's, it's, you know, I talked earlier about a critical eye. Um, my wife has a much harder time watching soccer games than I do, not because she doesn't enjoy it, but because emotionally she gets so, you know, angry or frustrated if things aren't going well. It's just, I can't watch it anymore. Um, whereas I'm sitting there and, and half time, especially if it's Orlando city, I, I have to watch with a critical eye because we're going to have to talk about it, you know, and, or, uh, write about it. And so it's, it's helped, um, it's helped me in that respect. So that was kind of long, but you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So we've, we've held Dave hostage for seven years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My takeaway. Yes. Remotely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. We got one more in the Twitters, uh, from, uh, speaking of uh, people who are listeners and then became staff, Ryan Smith, friend of the pod who asks, Oh, this is a fun one. Would you rather, the U.S. men's national team win the next World Cup, but by doing so, you have to forego Orlando City's chances of winning MLS Cup until after the cycle. So it's got to be four years. Hmm. Or Orlando City wins MLS Cup, but the U.S. men's national team forgoes the chance of winning the next two World Cups. Eight years. That's a long time. Well, I that's a, that's a great and cruel question, Ryan. It is. Um, you're a bastard, but we love you anyway. Uh, I would say this, I don't want, if Orlando city is going to make a run at an MLS cup, I think it's going to be in the next four years. So I think I would rather have, uh, Orlando city win the MLS cup and forego the shot at the world cup of the U S because I, the world cup is such a crapshoot anyway. Uh, I'm just kind of happy when they get out of the group. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm not wanting more and wouldn't love to see them win a world cup. I just, I don't think that the team is at that level yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm conceding the next two world cups because I don't think the U S is winning them anyway. And I will take, uh, I will take that trophy from Don Garber now, please. <laughs> I like it. And so I, I, initially I was thinking the opposite reasoning of, uh, you know, one's longer that I have to wait for the other. And mm -hmm. so, you know, but you're, you're right. Um, as good as the U S hopefully will be in four years when it's here in America, I, I don't see them, uh, winning at all. I hope they do. And I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, so I'm, I'm, you've, you've convinced me with your argument there, sir. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to agree with you. Let me give me that MLS cup, yeah. uh, and, and make Don Garber present it. And, uh, that will make me a very happy, happy man. Yeah. And if Orlando just happens to win the next four, uh, right. I will be set and it will be, it will be like, yeah, I'll be upset that, uh, that the U S gets knocked out, but, uh, I, I will, you'll not be able to hear my crying over the mighty sound of four MLS, uh, championships. Right. As, as you hold them up on either side of your head going, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> uh, Ryan's hypotheticals are cruel and unusual punishment. They are. And we, how 
have to make him pay at a later date. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I just double checked and nothing else popped up. That is it for the mailbag box. All right. Thanks everyone who sent in questions. You can do that every week. You don't even have to wait till we're having a show. Although we're probably back to our weekly show pretty soon since it's preseason now and starting February 1st, there'll be actual preseason games, even though we're not privy to seeing them all. Um, chances are there'll be more stuff happening with the pride as we get to that part of the calendar. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we only get one more week off, uh, in the off season, um, you know, for the rest of the off season, but, uh, it's still more than we had last year. Oh, we've had so many more weeks off this year than we <laughs> yes. had last year. Yes. So I, I feel positively refreshed, Dave. Yeah. It's literally commented that it's, it, it felt like it's been since last year that we've seen each other. Yeah. I, um, I won't feel beaten down till June. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how beaten down I am is going to depend a lot of what happens like in the next, oh, month or so with the bride. Yeah, I could see that. All right. So thank you again. You can uh, ask us anything two different ways. Get your questions in for the next show, which will be next week. I'm going to go ahead and put that on the calendar because we'll have to talk about the the Pride's draft night and maybe anything that happens in between now and then. And and who knows? Maybe a Dom Dwyer signing on the Orlando City side. Yes, you can at me. I can take it. That's right. I can take it and I can definitely dish it out. Oh, yeah. Not afraid. Uh, also another thing we would really love it if you do, none of you are doing it, but we would love to continue bugging you about it till some more of you do is, uh, is you can leave us a star review, a star rating and a review wherever you get this podcast. And if it happens to be Apple podcasts slash iTunes, uh, if you do that five-star rating and write a review, we'll read it on the air. And again, no one's done that since early August. So be the hero. Be the first of 2023 to leave a five-star rating with a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, get it read on the air. And, and, you know, hey, maybe you own a record store or a grocery store or something, and you could just work that into your review, and we're reading your review. So that's like, hey, free commercial. Be cooler if you did. <laughs> yeah. So let's get that done. Somebody wants to do it. Come on. Somebody somebody leave us that five-star review. Um, All right, Dave. I don't have anything else to talk about unless you do. No, I'm beaten down at the moment. I think we should. I I probably just need to go to bed. All right. Let's end this thing then. Uh, You can read all of our articles at themainland.com. We will be posting um, a story for every draft pick on Thursday night, with the exception of, I believe we're planning to combine the fourth round picks into one post, but subject to change because draft picks can be traded. Uh, there can be, you know, draft night trades or signings or whatever. So we will play it by ear, but there's going to be a lot of coverage Thursday night for the end of a cell draft. And of course there'll be extensive uh, ramping up for the regular season as we go uh, get closer to that with Orlando city and uh, very excited to so go to the mainland.com for all your Orlando city needs. Uh, you can follow, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at the mainland, follow Dave on Twitter at mainland Dave and follow me at mainland Michael and Maine is always spelled like a lion's mane M A N E. Uh, I think that's everything. Subscribe, rate, review, share, all the things. 
do all the things we we would love it and we do appreciate you is that it dave we done then i think we're done other than other than the thing we always do at the end which is to say go city go do something pride <laughs>